the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I'm Mike Stevens, and finally sitting across from me in person is the one, the only future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, hi, how you doing? Yo, this was a good day. You finally get to sit in my comfy chair again, And which you I love. only had to wait like a minute for your elevator, which like preposterous that does prove that it's your lucky day because i'm consistently waiting like three four minutes like remember the one time i had to wait like almost 20 there was i there was a point where i had to wait half an hour okay the the weekend not to launch into elevator talk but it is the bane of my existence right now because on the weekend do you want to know whose elevators do work yeah, so Rachel, Rachel got because <laughs> I know if I let you go down this rabbit yeah, hole, we're going. It, it'll not. be six, seven minutes. Yeah. No, Rachel got her condo today. She's she's moving in. I'm yes, it's a vibe, and we can literally just. If y'all thought that Mikey and I spent a lot of time together before, we can see my condo from Mikey's condo. Yeah, like it is. First of all, I'm 267 meters from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That is a key point. Extremely, extremely vital. Very important. You did bring McDonald's over here as well today. So you're already right. breaking it in. I yeah. Yes, because I did not eat today, um, which is a conversation Idiot. for a different day. Idiot. Um, but I can walk here yeah. from my place in like eight minutes. Perfect. It's it's a full on vibe. You don't need to worry about parking. You don't need to. It's it's great. Just we love we love the walking. It's fantastic. We love it. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm a big kid now. Yeah, you can you you now going to live the the downtown life just like I well, am. Well, I do live the downtown life. I I was living I mean, downtown. I'm just closer to the lake now. You weren't down no. Uh, South no, no, no. Bluer is downtown, sir. Okay. All right. No. I'm Rachel, in the core. you were in you were in a neighborhood. That that's not downtown. Yeah, downtown house. <laughs> downtown is yeah. Like you're you're in like a neighborhood with like houses on it before. Well, like, now I can say where I lived because I don't live there anymore. Yeah. Okay. I lived at Bluer and Ossington. Yeah. Like that's that's like downtown, but like no, like this is like downtown. Now I'm like actually downtown. If we got any more south than this, we'd be in the lake. So I would be actually swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Literally, I would be swimming. I can, if I'm I was looking. I'm south. looking at the lake right now. Like it's like you're. It's it's gonna be. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. It also means I'm gonna be a lot less stressed. Yes. Because I will not be dealing with traffic or or any yes. or or the like ridiculous roommate sh- shit that you had to deal with too. <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've discussed that briefly, and uh, it's a lot worse behind the scenes. Hey, I'm glad I don't have to deal with one of your roommates either anymore. Like oh, it's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't even discuss that. No, on we the didn't. Podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, it was a little ridiculous on that front, but you know, we we're we're having fun, and uh, this is gonna be more of a fun show, I guess, because I mean. We're going to have to talk about the Canucks, which is not a fun uh, conversation to have. But, I mean, trade, de- trade deadline's over. Not a ton has really happened in terms of actual tangible headlines. So we're just going to have a good... This is going to be a good jam session. We're going to vibe here. It's going to be great. 
Um, I'm in such a good mood today. Yeah, it, as you should be. This is fantastic. The energy's back. We're 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 rocking. Vibe tribe. Yeah, and everyone really loved your Taylor Hall stories on the last show. So that's <gasps> and the macaroni quote. Apparently, and, yeah, the macaroni quote is big. Also, I have a beef to pick with you too because I was I was listening to Puck Soup today, in which you made a, a phenomenal appearance. I will say, and oh, thank you were. You. And uh, and I'm Rachel Dory from York University and Elite Prospects. Oh, that's how you can tell. Silence. Yeah. I mean, that's okay, cool. So that's how you can tell that my brain is like dead. L- Little Miss, every time I go on the radio, make sure they say that you're from the, the Staff and Grab podcast. Well, you don't have other affiliations, Michael. It's damn but I shame. did give us a shout out twice on the podcast. It's great. It's great. Um, other than the condo stuff, it's really just it's it's injuries, man. Injuries, injuries all over the place. They never happen. I mean, Alex Radulov and Ben Bishop are now both out for the season. That's, I don't think Bishop played at all this year anyways. I don't think he did either, but he's been announced that he's out for the season. Okay. Radulov is out. Yeah. It he's almo- having core muscle surgery. That's my old teammate in gymnastics had core muscle surgery. It is, if it's anything like what she went through, it is awful. It is absolutely terrible. I mean, you could you say. You really can't eat. Oh, my God. That's like one of my favorite things to do. I Eating, laughing, coughing. You better hope you don't get sick. Better hope Sneezing. you don't. You better hope you don't stumble upon something humorous. You watch a funny yeah. TikTok and you die. Better hope you like don't it's... catch the friggin' panini. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Um. So that's pretty that's pretty nuts. It's almost like building your hockey team out of exclusively like 34 year olds. Uh, probably yes. wasn't the best strategy to do because, yeah, they're they're veteran goalies out. So now they they're they're turning the net over to, you know, the young, sprightly um, body of Anton Hudobin, which is sure to hold up again in the playoffs this time without a huge break before then. Um, so that's crazy as well. Jack Eichel is doing what. He probably should be doing should be doing. In the I first will give place. him a ton of credit for being smart because there's like two options here. Yeah. And the option that uh, I have taken mm-hmm. is not the Jack Eichel option. Yeah. And it is, as as Mikey can tell you, not going very well. Yeah. For me. Um, so Jack Eichel's having surgery so that he can be ready for the beginning of next year. And the option was wait and see because sometimes herniated discs go mm-hmm. away. Um, but, and, nah. but that's one of those things where you don't really want to take a chance with it. Your back's um, extremely important. I've had back your problems neck as is well. Sort of a, a important, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I didn't. I had you know three of my ribs popped out of my spine okay, like ew. forever, and <laughs> I didn't. Like it's just with my knee. Like I went to. I finally got an, an ultrasound on my knee this week. <gasps> finally. So hopefully we're going to find I can't even be applauding you because I'm literally the worst. But it's <laughs> it's so it, it's so dumb that I waited like so long to get this. Like I literally would go on runs where I looked like I looked like freaking Terry Fox. I was like limping. It was ridiculous. Can't, when like, I used to come over to record the podcast, I'd be limping around you here. You may as well have been one legged. Yeah, like, I was at one point. Like I literally I he remember was hopping. Yeah. I remember there was one time I don't know what happened to it. It just like I tweaked it. And I couldn't like I couldn't move or sit without being in agony. And I was straight up hopping on one leg around here, just being like, I straight up thought you I'm were going to crip- go into the bear crawl at one point. I'm a cripple. Like, it's insane. And so the funny thing about that, though, is that the place that I went to get my like the ultrasound was it, it was in the path. And I gave myself. Do you go to athletes care? 
No, I've been there before though. Okay. But this was like my health center or something. Like it's it's a good place. Very creative name. Yes, it's a good place though. But it's in the path. And keep <laughs> keep in mind, I'd worked in the financial district for like three straight summers. Like I know the path, and I still got lost in the path. I gave myself forty five minutes. It was it's in the path. Keep in mind where I live, so it's not very far away. And no, it's like a hundred meters. Yeah, and I gave myself forty five minutes, and I was ten minutes late to the appointment because I got lost in the path. That is actually hilarious. It was bad. And I took the path. So I used to live at, when I was working uh, for MLSE, I yeah. used to live at um, at Maple Leaf Gardens, basically. Yeah. Like, like on college, kind of. Yeah, like Wood Street, basically. I don't yeah. live there anymore, so I can say that. Yeah, you can, you can dox yourself if you don't live there anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and the individual that I lived with, we would walk to, because that person also worked at MLSE. Mm-hmm. Um we would walk to the path, which was, I believe, like College Park. So that yeah. was like, whatever. And then take the path all the way. So like, by the time I was, I had gone through this whole thing. Like, I could, I was hammered and managed to get my way through. Yeah, the path. you should know that. Like, absolutely from, but, champ. Yeah. And the reason I took the path is because one night I went out and got so drunk with my roommate that I stepped into traffic on Young Street by accident. On my way to get McDonald's because I was very excited. <laughs> You're so disappointed in me right now. Rachel, like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like this. I, was, I wanted the chicken nuggets. You were going to step in front of a car for them? Okay, I didn't see the car. Well, clearly. <laughs> like, oh my God. Just Yeah, absurd. I didn't step into traffic for, like, nefarious reasons. I legitimately just wanted chicken nuggets. <sighs> So, so Jack Eichel is, is taking a break and, uh, yeah, and and he's, he's going to get surgery. Obviously the best part of this is essentially he's doing that on a, the Sabres dime, which, you know, we always love making still have to pay him $10 million, making the Bavulas spend money. That's great. And also, um, he's staying as far away from the Buffalo Sabres who after, after what you told me about the trade deadline, literally could not get more incompetent. If they tried, like, I don't think there's any more depths for them to reach at this point. Um, I would say if I'm Jack Eichel, because you wield this power, you literally speak to the Pagulas. Because I know, like, Nico, he sure used to talk to, like, Harrison Blitzer, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I literally say you bring in a GM with experience or I'm out of here. Yeah. Just Like, like you will trade me. Because he could technically, like, he would never do this, but he could just refuse to show up. They would void his contract, and he would be an unrestricted free agent. That's crazy. Does Eichel have an NMC? No. Oh, okay. So it doesn't. That... You can't have a no trade or a no move until you're an unrestricted free agent. Oh shit. Okay. So for those years of your contract, so like technically, like Matthews didn't. But doesn't um, that kick in at some point then? It kicks in when you hit your UFA years, which he has not. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Like he, I think that's like two years from now. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hamstring the market then. Like he, like he could say, just like trade me anywhere. And like, yeah, they could trade him to like Arizona or something and get, they could literally, yeah, anywhere, which would suck. But still like, it's, it's wild how like every week we get a new like piece that comes out where there's an NHL team that we go, Oh, this has to be the most incompetent team in the NHL. No, no, no. That crown is firmly, I would say, I don't know. The coyotes are pretty bad. man. Yeah, no, I would say like, Outside of general manager, it's the Coyotes. Yeah. But you want to talk about like just like actual hockey ops team on ice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Sabres. Without they're making the Oilers of Peter Shirelli years look like a well-oiled machine. And what what are I didn't think that was possible? And what what's the common thread between all these franchises we just mentioned? Taylor Hall has played on all of them. Oh my god, this poor 
fucking god. He's just this speaking is, of also dysfunction. Um, my former employer. Yeah, yeah. It's wait. Who are you talking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dumpster devils you're talking about? Yes, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Oh my god. Whoever yeah. put that out on Twitter, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Um, speaking of of dumpster people, it was reported. Dumpster and, people. And we, uh, you know, we. Dead. We did say that we kind of don't want to talk about this guy anymore, but like at the same time, it was brought up. It was brought up, and also we're more gonna roast the team in question than um, I would say he who shall Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, so the Canadians were essentially really hot after Tony D'Angelo. They really wanted him. Um, after what's funny is like after years and years of like you need a puck moving defenseman. Like that's like the number one thing. Like you need. For the love of God, a puck-moving defenseman. They got Victor Mete. And then they put him on waivers. And precisely lost him to Ottawa. And then he went and played for Ottawa and looked really fucking good. Yeah. So, But for years, it's like, hey, get a, get a puck-moving defenseman. Get a puck-moving defenseman. And then the one time they try and do that, it's the worst person in the world <laughs> that they go after. It's absurd. So... The Rangers, here's the deal. The Ra- this is this was reported by Friedman, Elliot Friedman in 31 Thoughts. And Dreger. So like it's been reported by multiple people. It's yeah. By like two really, really high profile guys. So the Rangers were going to buy out Tony D'Angelo. And because of a third of his contract he's being Which is a third because he he'd be bought out before the age of twenty six, which is you know, so it's so he'd be he'd be getting less than he would have if he was older and shitty, but he's young and shitty, so he's getting the <laughs> And he's not a shitty hockey player. No, That's no, no. also yeah. He's just a shitty person. Right. An individual and his heart is rotten and I hope nothing <laughs> good happens to him. He is what the Grinch song is. Yeah, but at least the Grinch has like likable traits. Like True. he's like he's furry and he's got a dog, which seems kind of nice. And, you know, he eventually like his heart eventually grows. But like three t- when three- we talk about acquiring this player, I would not like touch him with a thirty nine and a half foot pole. Yeah, it's 100 percent. He's a uh, uh, he's a black banana with a with a greasy, greasy black. black peel. There we yeah. go. But anyway, so the so the Rangers were going to buy him out. He was going to get one third of uh, one third of his of his. I believe it's five million dollar cap hit. And. The Canadians were going to then sign him because after they buy him out, he'd be a restricted free agent or an unrestricted, unrestricted right. free agent, right? And they were going to then make him whole. Yes, because he definitely deserves all of that money. So not only were they going to take a, a gamble, <laughs> like it's 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 one thing to be like we're going to use we're going to it's all, the whole bullshit that any any time Tony D'Angelo's being acquired by a team, it's we're going to try and rehabilitate him and this is his last shot and blah blah blah. Like okay, then you sign him to a one year deal, seven hundred thousand pro rate, and go this is your last shot or whatever. They should by the way they shouldn't have done that, and they thankfully did. Would you didn't. pay money to watch Shea Weber choke slam him though? I think oh I my god! It, I I pay money for to watch Shea Weber accidentally hit him with a shot in warm ups or oh practice god, or anything like that. Be, like that oh, would yikes! That would kill me. It'd be fantastic because Brendan Gallagher has literally broken both thumbs being hit by Shea Weber. That exactly. poor fucking guy. Now it seems like Brendan Gallagher might have some similar ideologies to Tony D'Angelo. Oh dear god! So no, we, don't they might they might get along. Buddy, but buddy. it's one thing. Like it's. It's one thing to, like I said, like bring, like potentially consider bringing this guy on as like a, you know, reclamation project and a, and a personality and ideal, ideological rehabilitation project. It's another thing to be like, we want you and we'll also go over and above and pay you money, like to make sure that you're whole. So essentially what happened in this, in this, so essentially the consequences of your actions are then factored out. So like you you get off okay. scot free. Yeah, there are no consequences anymore. Yeah, you're you're factored out. So you kind of you you go back to to 
you know, ground zero, and you can play for an original six hockey team. Well, and here's the other thing. Like, I, like you said, I'm not a fan of the whole 700K thing. Um, I believe in second chances, but I also believe that you need to earn that. And this is not a second chance. This is a, yeah. as we've laid out, one billionth chance. I was going to say that. And how do you think this is going to go over in Quebec, which is already, already a politically charged place? And, and, and specifically with those views? Yeah. Like, that is a French-speaking community, which already, like, anyone who has the views that that individual has that is not going to jive and do well with Quebec. It's also just, like, I can't believe an NHL team thought that the benefits of having Tony D'Angelo on their roster would outweigh the PR absolute slobber knocker nightmare. Specifically in Montreal, where they literally have a TMZ. That they were going to have. Like, this guy... Yeah, they have a TMZ. Like, like I can't believe that they thought this was going to be a good idea. I promise you that they would out that Twitter account. That TM... The Montreal TMZ has photos in players' windows. Like, they do all manner of yeah, crazy nonsense. It's nuts. That Twitter account would be the easiest thing they've done in 10 years. I mean, it's the exact same Twitter account that probably left a... a bad review on our on our podcast which is page so funny i'm gonna check that out it's no it's it's the it's the exact same handle i compared it it's nyr fan nine whatever it's insane it's the exact same thing that is honestly so funny and so free so based on this though so twain d'angelo turned it down so sent to save essentially like 2.9 million dollars even though he was he was going to get made whole which is ridiculous but still um and so Freeman believes he did that a to like save money and B because he believes because he believes that Tony D'Angelo believes a lot of people believing here. He believes that Tony D'Angelo believes that there's something available for him in the offseason. That oh, a team really? is going to take it, take a chance on him in the offseason um, or which like he won't like he'll get bought out in the offseason. I'm assuming which will put another, you know, buyout cap hit on the Rangers cap. It's absurd how much money they're paying. I think it's like $15 million to paying to players that are not going to be on the team. And I just can't imagine which team picks him up. Like, obviously, the Habs are going to really want to do that. So it's probably going to be him. But then why not just go to them now? I, I, I don't know. Sounds dumb. Anyway, getting off that, we're going to go into plot points now. Trending down, Rachel. Plot points. What's trending up? What's trending down in the NHL today? Trending down is the average age of the New Jersey Devils forward core. Because holy moly, this is a young-ass squad. They've got like a 21-year-old captain. This is the average age of the New Jersey Devils forward core. I will say, though, like Nico is 21 or 22, whatever. He has the maturity of a typical Swiss athlete, which means he's like 35. Yeah, but that doesn't factor into average age, Rachel. Right. It's (laughs) 22.4. That is young. There is a college hockey team. I can't remember which one. I believe it's... North Dakota, who's for who's like forward core is 23. They have a younger they have a younger forward core. No, I think it's Notre Dame or Notre Dame. Yeah, they have a younger <laughs> forward core than a professional hockey team or no, than a, than a college team. Like, no, like, like a professional team has a higher ol- older, age core yeah. than a professional hockey. team. And this is the stat that really blew my mind is that Andreas Janssen, who's having a sneaky dog shit year, by the way. He is not doing well in, in dumpster devil territory. He's got eight points in 40 games. Um, he is the oldest forward on the Devils 
and he's 26 and started his NHL career like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, because they traded Zajac and Paul Mary. They traded their gray beards. Traded Zajac and Paul Mary, and I guess that was it. Like, was that the only pretty much. old forwards? Jeez Louise. They're a very young team. Yeah, they were. And, or they, they are, and now they're even younger now. Yeah. But now they, they traded their only old guys. And they, like it would have their whole actual average age would have gone down even more if they ended up trading Ryan Murray, which they didn't. Yeah, like I think what the oldest player on that team is probably Subban or Vatanen. Vatanen's not there anymore. He got claimed on waivers by the Stars. Oh, right. Okay, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably, because so who are their top six? Smith, Subban, right? Smith, Severson, Subban, Murray. Butcher, Butcher is young. Butcher's like 27. Um, Which is a gray beard on that team, though. Yeah, pretty much. He's older than all their forwards. And then who's their 60? I can't remember. Can't doesn't even remember. doesn't matter, but he's probably, probably young, Probably not too. relevant. Did we say Murray? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's, anyway, like that's, that's just absurd. Oh, uh, yeah, it was Kulikov, but he's gone. So I don't even know what New Jersey's doing, but they probably should look at playing Colton White because... He like he doesn't put up a ton of points in the AHL. That guy defends so well. Like think about when you talk about like gap control mm-hmm. and like um, just keep it simple and like reads the play well. Like and he is a Dubis Keith product from Sault Ste. Marie. Well, that's how you know they're good. That's where they Vibes. thrive. It's crazy. All right, turning up as well is heartfelt moments. Specifically, David Riddick FaceTiming the kid who pulled a Rachel Dory. <laughs> That's so mean. Oh, my Be- God. Because, except Rachel didn't get FaceTimed by Mike Johnson. When yeah. In, in the event that he listens to this podcast, he what will. the fuck, Mike? Yeah. Why didn't uh, I get that? First of all, FaceTime wasn't invented at that point. So that's a Not little that's a little hurdle that he might have had to clear. But just to just to recap, anyone who doesn't know the story, Rachel, Mike Johnson was Rachel's favorite, is Rachel's favorite player. But just yeah, was, was, is, is whatever. He was on the Leafs, obviously. And then he got traded to the uh, the Lightning for mm. Darcy Tucker, as he eloquently explained on this podcast. And when Rachel's dad told Rachel about what happened, she burst into tears and threw a hissy fit, which not much has changed. <laughs> hissy fit and would be a very polite way of putting that. Yeah, she like did not wa- protested mm-hmm. watching hockey for exactly. two weeks. Thought he was dead. Also that. Yeah, it's crazy. Except we were the same age too. Like I was four when Mike yeah. was traded, and this I think Oliver is his name. I believe so. Yes. He is, by the way, very, so cute, very cute kid. But it, like, it was funny because I sent the, the video to my dad with no context, yeah. other than the David, like other than what was there, and my dad <laughs> sent back. He goes, "Yeah, that was you." Yeah. Except more like, tears more and more quickly. Also, although, like I would say, this kid is. Like both of you also have in common is that you randomly enjoy like fringe NHLers. Like uh, we will not accept <laughs> Mike Johnson Look, slander. This guy comes into comes onto my podcast, takes my role as most handsome Mike on the show. True, and and expects not to get any slander. No, there no, will be no, no sir, slander, sir. We will throw hands. No, sir, with the mics on. <laughs> exactly. Jeez Louise. But yeah, that was so... And you know what? Really good for David Riddick because, like, you don't have to do that kind of thing. No, not at all. Absolutely. Like, not necessary. But guess what? He did. I feel like Jack Campbell would do that. Jack Campbell would, like... Mitch Marner FaceTimes... Would I... So, I know some people at SickKids just because a member of my family spent a lot of time there and, like, sort of of does. Yeah. Um, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews appear at SickKids 
as often as Matt Sundin used to. Obviously, yeah, which is before the Panini. A lot. Matt Sundin went like twice a month. Um, but yeah. Austin Matthews still FaceTimes kids at Sick Kids like during the pandemic. Which, oh, like, yeah. Absolutely not necessary. He as he, it, like he doesn't have to do that. But that is like a really kind thing to do. Specifically because I didn't he have he had like uh, uh, some family tragedy with I think it's what like the tuberculosis or something like so, like he, it was something something yeah. like that. And so in that like he specifically paid a lot of attention to that wing and he used to and there's a really intense test that they have to do. It's yeah, and it's not he would fun. and he would do that in front of the kid like he didn't need it, but he would take that test. And so, and so the kid would go like, oh, if Austin Matthews can get through it, so can I. Yeah, like some of the things that Matthews and Marner do behind the scenes are, I wouldn't say they're at the level of Sundin yet. Sundin was <laughs> like, Sundin was a, like the fact that he got any criticism in the city is, is absurd. Our, uh, I will it, not stand for that. If you think I won't stand for Mike Johnson criticism, Matt Sundin, I, we will, I literally, he's right I there. drop kick you. Like, I, got, I got Matt Sundin right there. Exactly. Staring at me all day. So Watches me sleep. Do other things in this place when I'm alone. Yeah, it's really, really rough. Really anyway, good for David Riddick, though. Yeah, like, good that's for him. so cute. It probably made that young kid's day. It made his life. Yeah. Forever, this kid's going to be like, I FaceTime David Riddick. Like, I David also, Riddick could win a cup with the Leafs this year, and he'd be like, I FaceTime that guy. I also heard that the Leafs may be sending him a care package. Good. I hope, like, that kid's going to get a. Because the thing is, like, yeah, I'm sure that kid's a Flames fan, but he's mainly a David Riddick fan. So I'm sure that kid's going to be like, I literally have a Mike Johnson, Arizona Coyotes, Kachina yeah. jersey. Like, Jeez, Jesus Christ, Rachel. You well, were, I like the Kachina jersey and I wasn't about to get some random coyote. Yeah. So I was like, well, I, might I mean, well. I, I don't have any Trevor Moore memorabilia around. So you literally have a picture with him. I don't have a picture with Mike. It's true. That picture funnily enough, that picture of Trevor Moore with me is on my hinge profile. It is. It You're is. right. So it's and I and I get a lot of like, oh, Trevor Moore was like my favorite player. Like, Speaking of Hinge, oh god, someone's opening line to me on that dating app like a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. literally opening line was "wanna smooch." I, you know what? I respect it. <laughs> it's not offensive. I was like, it's kind of adorable. Okay, like I like it. You want to hear a funny story? Yes. That's really that's we are. This is how you can tell we're back yeah. in business because we are off the rails at least eight times already. So a very funny story that on the surface looks really bad for me is so I was talking with one of my friends because I'm not going to name who this is, but she was just like she was like, yeah, I, I kind of have like a sugar daddy. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I don't do anything like I literally like I don't see him in person or anything. We just like talk and then he'll like buy me stuff every once in a while. I'm like, that's the dream. That's what? incredible. She's like, you could probably get that, too. Like you easily. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And literally as a joke, I changed my like my Tinder bio to like uh, aspiring sugar baby. And I went to go check it back later in the day. My account was banned. <laughs> no, dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone reported me. No, you know what you need to do? This is what you need I to do. I can't do anything now. I'm banned from Tinder. Like, Okay, that's really funny. No, on Hinge, yeah. I have a uh, friend mm -hmm. who is... <laughs> I'm not going to name her because she's sort of Insta-famous. So she is a sugar baby, and it's, like, very obvious. Okay, and damn. Yeah, so what she did was... First of all, she's... Stunning, like drop dead gorgeous. Who's this, you're gonna tell me who this friend is after after, after we record? Yes. Yeah. Um, you have no chance. I yeah. I um, so 
she what she did was she just left all her regular pictures on hinge they're all like bathing suit photos like whatever of course um but just switched the age she was interested in yeah. to like sugar daddy range that's what i did situation. on tinder that's why and they now she me. just gets like she has like four on the go right now the things that, that guys girl makes close to four hundred thousand dollars a year uh, that makes me like the things that like the things that guys will do just to get, get not even like I've had offers and I'm just like, no, <laughs> I've had I've had an offer like one time and I I just like felt weird about it. Trending up conversations about being sugar baby. But like it's also <sighs> yeah, it's not my vibe. It's so fun. Like it's funny just how guys will like pay like. Like my friend, for example, like she doesn't like I don't think she's ever met this guy. Okay. But like it's just attention. What is she on seeking arrangement? I don't know. I think no, she found him on Tinder. That's why she was like, oh, do it. And I'm like, okay. And I have had okay, so I got fucking banned. Like she didn't. I have well, you don't put it in your bio, you dummy. It was for it was a joke. <laughs> and like someone took it really seriously. And I'm like, well, it's the it's Tinder's the Wild West too. I I hate it. I never used I it. That's why I didn't yeah. find out until like twenty four hours later. So, so it's yeah, like, do you get those weird DMs where, like, people want to, like, buy your socks or All underwear or, like, yeah, yeah. you want your feet pics or whatever? Like, I get those and it's very creepy. I get a lot of, because I have my Insta handle in my like, I could make thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> thousands. I have, uh, I have my, like, my Insta handle in my TikTok bio and I get a lot of DMs from That's TikTok. Mike is actually TikTok famous. No, I'm not. I have like a thousand followers. That's nothing. That is TikTok famous. It's well, nothing. I've had a couple that do well, but like it's... I The li- barstool one? Yeah, the barstool one. Fuck it. I, dude, that comment section is... Have you seen that comment section? Mess, yes. Yeah, but it's literally just me responding your mom jokes to them the whole yeah. time, which is hilarious. My friends are TikTok famous, so I should get them to like collab with Who's me. your friend? The Mancuric triplets. I know one of them. We're good friends. Are they like... Wait, like are they the six million followers? Holy on TikTok. shit! Wait, are they like the kids? Are they the kind of people that like do backflips in fucking grocery stores and no, shit? Like no, 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 no. Okay, they good, do they're like good. change because they're identical. So they do oh, like that's changing cool, things, and then they have a cousin, like a mini cousin that kind of looks like them. Yeah. So they'll do like the kid machine or like that's kind of cool. I'll, no, they have some really good stuff. I'll do some wholesome collabs. That'll be great. Uh, the thing that I hate the most about like about uh, it'd be really funny if like one of them was just like really fat. And they tried to do that, like those change ups or whatever, and it's just like the switcheroos. And it's like, no, like you look identical, but no, not. they they look so alike yeah. that I can't really tell the difference. Yeah, it's I don't know. Were you were you a big were you a big person on Vine? Like, did you like Vine when it was out? Remember Vine? No. Do you don't remember Vine? I don't. Do you not know what Vine is? <laughs> Are you serious? Vine is like a staple of this generation's okay, sense of humor. Okay, what year was it? This is like 20, this is like 2012 to 20... Okay, I was a national athlete, so I did not have social media. Man, Vine was, it was the six second videos, like a lot of famous oh, people on... Oh, was it like the, uh, like, almost like before gifts kind of thing? No, no, no. This was like... <laughs> okay, so I clearly don't know. Have you not? Okay, I'm going to show you a Vine compilation after this. Like, okay. that's a staple. Literally, like, I still... Maybe I know and I just, like, forget. If you've ever been on Twitter, you've seen Vines. Like, oh, okay. Like, all... There's... there's. I, I just... I never had it. I can't... Well, I, I never made them. I just no. had it, like, to walk... I cannot believe. Like, no. most of the people... Like, m- like most famous, u- like, commentary YouTubers now. Like, Logan Paul started on Vine. Like, 
that's not a good example because he's a piece of shit, but like he did, like, you know who Logan Paul is, right? Yeah. Like, like the Paul brothers started on Vine, like King Batch started on Vine, but like Cody Ko started on Vine. I don't know who that is. You know who Cody, okay. I don't watch YouTube. I watch Dangle, that's it. (sighs) That's a shame. He's like the worst account on there. Like, why would you even, ugh. Just a bad human being in general. We we hate Steve. No, it's <laughs> he's actually he's mastered the faceoffs in NHL 21. So I'll give him I'll give him that. We we were playing last night and he actually did pretty well. I suck at NHL because you decided to buy a PS4 after the PS5 came out. So you're gonna be behind. Also, I found always. out that I literally could have gotten a PS5. You could have just so like what gotten was I a doing? PS5 like for free. Wait, what? Yeah. Sony is one of my mom's customers, and they were like, "Oh, uh, we saw your daughter tweeting about getting a PlayStation. We could have just given her one." And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I'm bringing you to link on that, too, after, <laughs> after the show. Um, all right. So we got all the fun, the fun, lighthearted talk out of the way, because now we have to delve into something a little yeah, more. we got off the rails. Let's see. What have we covered so far? We've it's covered fun. Sugar babies. Condos. Yo, the Roomba lawnmower. Okay, we haven't talked about the Roomba lawnmower. We okay. got to talk about the Roomba so lawnmower. So, Rachel, oh yeah. So, see, the, like, this show has no, we're, <laughs> we're trying to get as much as much happy, funny stuff in it first before we have to talk about the Canucks getting ravaged by the global Come plague. Come here so, to talk about the lawnmower. So give us give us some some credit here. But so Rachel and I were watching the first period of the Leafs game before we started recording. It's like uh, eight thirty four on Thursday night, and Rachel's on her phone, and I'm just like kind of watching the TV. And up comes this Steel commercial, like S T I H L. Good products. Good, you know, quality products. You know, I use their leaf blower. Canadian made. That's what you, you... When I'm angry at my brother, I fire up the leaf floor and just <laughs> blow it at him. <laughs> that would be... That's... that Leaf floor pranks are fantastic. Um, and I'm watching... And I'm looking on him like, wait a second. And I see the, the guy in the commercial like set down this charging pod. And I'm like, okay. And then he hits like a button. And out of the charging pod comes this... It looks like a Roomba. Like a, an, automa- an automated vacuum. But it's a lawnmower. So you can set... So you can just set this thing... Go inside, and this thing will mow your lawn for you. <laughs> the, we are living in the greatest era of technology ever. That is outstanding. That is so cool. So, so for somebody like my dad, who has a 14 yeah. acres, like, you know what you could do? Okay, so we have a puppy, which has gotten quite a bit of attention on Twitter. You, you have, like, two puppies at Three, this point. Three, actually. Oh, my God. So my mom has two. Um, and then my dad is the one that I found and I was like, I, I want you to get this yes. for me. And he was like, okay. Um, and so I wonder if he got this Roomba lawnmower, which I don't know how it would work with like that many acres of land, especially when like 90% of it is forest and pond. Yeah. Um, or like pool, like whatever. Sounds you know like what fun. I mean? Um, oh, you're coming over in the summer. Yeah. Once the p- um, what if the dog, like. What if you just set the lawnmower and just had the dog chase the lawnmower? It'd be a great exercise. Absolutely. Although I'd be a little worried that it's like trying to chase and catch something with blades on it. That's the only thing. You're right. Yeah, Never that, mind. I feel like it would be like, oh, these look delicious. And then next thing you know. D-E-D. Yeah, exactly. We're like, you know, emergency dental surgery right there. But that's like, that is, Yo, that's got to be the greatest technological advancement of this era. Like, Sir, maybe not the greatest technological advancement. You we can, have literally, like, we have computers in our hands okay but that has spawned twitter so how good is it really like yeah so great. but i'm talking but about it has facetime one which of allows the, david riddick to it's true just see a whatever but that, i'm talking about like okay one of the most irritating things on the planet is mowing a lawn especially when you're allergic to grass like exactly me. 
most people with allergies and stuff too, but like mowing a lawn, like, especially if you don't have a, like a motorized lawnmower, which what else? my family didn't. Oh, like the push mowers? Yeah. I actually love those. They're, those they're, are sick. The ones hey, with like the swivel. Yeah, like, they gave me, they gave me great, you know, f- like tricep workouts and all well, that. And they made the cool sound. It was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really, really cool. But like, in sync harmonizing of exactly. lawnmower we, sounds. You know, but like it, that's, you can just set this thing to mow my lawn and then go inside and like have a beer and relax while this thing mows your lawn. As Rachel. opposed to you and I just pushing just, the fucking push mower. Yeah, it's insane. And like, uh, it's not even that much grass on my, on, on my, my, uh, like my family or my parents, uh, uh, front lawn, but there's like a very, like a very deep slope at the end of it. And so I would have to, so I'd have to like push it up. This thing, you can just set it. It's, it's a motor. It doesn't like, it's fine. I think this is, it doesn't do any of that nonsense. I think that is the greatest technological, like it's, I will, I I like also like the pool vacuum cleaners. The pool vacuum cleaners are, that is funny enough. That's one of my favorite TikTok things to look at. It's literally just, it's absurd. You should see the, I wish, see for many reasons, I wish my Opa was still alive. Yes. But he because he, like he was an electrician and yeah. he had like all these special certifications. He before there were automated pool cleaners, he like fashioned one so that we didn't have to brush the pool because it was always like me and him like hanging out by the pool and like taking yeah. care of the what like garden and hedges I never had a pool before, so this is not a problem I've had to deal with. And <laughs> freaking he fashioned this thing and it was dope because it had like a sensor on it. That would sense where the dirt was Damn. before the dirt sensing pool cleaner was a thing. We it was dope. It's crazy. It's but it, what's nuts too is like so it's funny how things can blow up on TikTok. The most random shit will blow up, and there were literally like guys whose jobs it is like to clean pools, like uh, pool boys. Oh, we love we'll call, a good yeah, pool you know, boy. bound a chicka went wham kind of I stuff. I have never not once hit on a pool boy, but it's ever, <laughs> but. There will be like the, uh, these guys are not the kind of pool boys you hit on. It's literally Damn like it. a guy you would call to like clean your pool, but like oh, so like not a pool boy. No, like a guy who like owns like a company to like clean your yeah, pool. Yeah, like, not the same. I was like, talking right. about a pool boy, no. if you know what I mean. Like Stacy's mom. Exactly. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it's I'm talking like that was also my dream job as a kid because love, sta- love those Stacy's mom types. You come but clean my pool and hit on my mom. That's exactly what you'd be doing. <laughs> No, I'd be hitting on your sister. I've been very clear about that's that. That's true. I will be your brother-in-law one also, day. That's my dream. But <laughs> my, I found out that my sister listens to the podcast. I know. Because she had surgery a couple weeks ago and was, like, unable to, like, eat, talk, like, anything. And so yeah. she was listening to the podcast oh, to, like, no. keep herself entertained. And she goes, does oh, no. Mike have a crush on me? I'm like, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Very obviously I do. Like, I've been very upfront about it, Katerina. Like, get it through your head. But you're... Look, I, the thing is, too, is I respect your boyfriend so much I can't even. Can't, can't even He's get actually in there. okay. Do you want to talk great. about cuteness for like thirty seconds? No, this is gonna make my heart hurt. So this this boy, yeah, during the panini, yeah, comes over every came like after the surgery came over every day at like eight thirty in the morning to make yeah. sure he was there when she woke up and didn't leave at night until she was sleeping and like basically waited on her. All day long, like she needs water, he comes down to get it. She needs some type of nutrient, he comes down to get it. She needs her medication, he comes down to get it. She like she needs her un, like a tissue, he's going to get it. Like actually have 
in, been inspired by this level of commitment to relationship at the tender age of 20. Listen, when I was 20, no, when I was 19, actually. So this, this, is, this is how good of a boyfriend I was. Because so my my ex girlfriend we were in a relationship for like six years and Mike she was, was a good boyfriend I'm and he boyfriend. deserves the world. Thank you, I appreciate that. Right back at you. You were uh, a great boyfriend and you deserve the world. <laughs> no, I had a bad boyfriend. Yes, you had a bad boy. Yeah, he, I fucking hate that guy. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. It's but anyway. So like I was, she was in um, like musical theater at uh, uh, Western, and so she got one of the, like the lead roles in this, in, in Western's musical. And this was in the winter semester of my first year of university, her second year. And so, th- you know, like first year university, you're trying to make friends. Like I've already told the story of how I was, I was in a frat in first year. So I'm trying to like, you know, do stuff there. Ended up leaving it obviously because it's absurd, but still. And so I would, and, and these rehearsals were insane. They were literally like 12 hours long all weekend. And the only time we could see each other were on the weekends. And normally we'd like try and switch because I was in at U of T, she was at Western. So we were normally we'd try and like sort of like, op, like alternate sort of two week weekends. Like we go, we go two weeks out seeing each other. And on that second weekend, you know, I'd go, ho- I'd go up to visit her. And then two weeks later, she'd go down to visit me, whatever. And so it'd be like biweekly visits, but because she's in this, in this play and everything, like, or uh, musical, I guess I like, it was up to me and this is dead of winter and I'm taking greyhounds. I'm not taking via rail. I'm taking greyhounds. Yo, the greyhounds suck. My Gre- grandma was, when I went to school in Sudbury, my grandma told me I couldn't take the greyhound because some dude like yeah. chopped a guy's yeah. head off with a much, mach- like a machete and like ate a bit of it. And yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, so my it, grandma told Edmonton. my parents, she's like, you yeah. must buy her flights. <laughs> no, it's, it's insane. So I, uh, so uh, by the way, a greyhound station is where happiness goes to die. Like, it's where hope... Oh, have you seen the Sudbury Greyhound Station? No one's ever wanted to be in a Greyhound Station before. Ever. The people working there, the people riding on the Greyhound, no one. It's insane. It's insane. But for... So for the entire second semester of my first year of university, I went up every single weekend. But I didn't, I didn't just go up every single weekend. Here's what would happen. So her, her, her rehearsals were 12 hours long during the day. Oh. So I would get there and I would, I would even, I would even make sure that like, I didn't have any, I would purposefully schedule my, my class, like my class schedule, my course selection. So I didn't have any class on Friday so I could go up Thursday night, but the rehearsals were Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 12 hours, like each day, whatever I would go up. I would see her for a little bit, whatever we go to bed. I, she, her rehearsal started at seven. So I would get up at the same time as her go Ugh. to, go to campus super early in the morning at Western and I would go to the library or I'd wait in like the cafeteria there until the library opened. I would set my timer. Her name was Taylor and I called it my Taylor timer and I set it for 12 hours and I would study the entire time she was there. And then after go home, eat some dinner, it was great. I did that the entire second semester. And then on like the show week, I just took the entire week off and I went up there the entire week there and was there for everything I never got better grades in my life than that because all I did was study on the weekends. I had no other choice. I spent more time in the Western library that than I than I think most Western kids did. It I was feel insane. like at like our paths have crossed because like so I was the one of two in my graduating class that didn't go to Western. Everybody yeah, else went to Western, right? It's well, it keep, there were only eight of us, yeah, but or nine of us. Um, we just choose to forget one certain individual. Oh, um, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. But all of my friends went to Western and like, we're very close. Like we are still, 
we will be in each other's wedding parties. Yeah. Like it's that level of closeness. And we were probably in the same library, except I was definitely like there. I was either yeah. like it on the silent floor where if you breathe loudly, they yell at you. I was there too. Or I was on the bottom floor because I was with the other two yahoos and mm-hmm. we are completely incapable of like being quiet. Oh yeah. We like stemming from elementary school. This is the group of girls where we got kicked out of class and decided to photocopy our faces and tape that to the windows. Okay. We've also like, so that's a private school prank. The, the public school shenanigans was Jeff, you give me Jack Daniels in the back of my grade nine (laughs) math class at like 10 in the morning. We photocopied our faces and, and printed out, like printed it out and taped them to the classroom, like door window. Like, See what what would have happened at my school is a kid would have photocopied his balls and done that. <laughs> oh my god! And speaking of balls, no, we're not going to launch no, into. I, I know not. you already had to sit through that that Manscaped read on on Buck Soup, and it was. Wow. How did you not bring up that we were also like you did very briefly, but you should say like I had to sit through Mike's like that one time where Mike recorded the first one. It was so uncomfortable. Man, okay, so like I, I don't know what it is. It's not that I'm immature or whatever, but like no, but it's it. If you actually read the verbiage, like we give you it's a absurd. toned down version. When I read this the first time, like you and I were sitting across yeah, from yeah. each other, I was horribly uncomfortable. Yeah. It's also like, yeah, you're a girl. And it's, and it's not even that like, I feel like dick jokes are one thing, but like, oh yeah, this that's is, oddly, but I like, make dick but jokes. like the, the balls are the grossest part on a human body. And so like Rachel's even shuddering after I said those words. Are you trying? Like, and so <laughs> it's, it's not even that we have to talk about that. It's like, yeah, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> anyway, we've covered so many topics. We it, are 45 minutes and we haven't even talked about we've had some. We've had some laughs, uh, more well we've talked some hockey it's it's important not nothing's happened other than like a really you know depressing <laughs> subject that we now have to hop into podcast. yeah exactly we'll call it like off the rails or something it'll yeah. be great all right so before we hop into canucks talk and assess that whole situation word from our sponsor I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. 
Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. All right, so the NHL... But thankfully we recorded late tonight because the NHL at around 6 PM or something today, um, which is Thursday announced that all Canucks games after Friday, April 16th will be postponed until further notice after the players essentially revolted and said, no, we are not doing this. Well, I think it was one player that revolted and well, that kind was, of led a brigade. Yes. It was spearheaded by JT Miller who, uh, and okay. So JT Miller comes out. I have the exact quote here. So he's asked about the situation. He's on a Zoom call, press conference, uh, you know, a, a media availability. And it's very interesting. It's very important to see how the team stands on this, too, because it was the team account that tweeted out this. You know what's interesting, though? Yeah. Is so actually go ahead and okay. then I'll point it out. Well, it's like so the team account tweeted out the video of him doing this, which has sparked a lot of conversation on social media as well. So the exact quote was. We Keep try- in mind, the Twitter person is not employed by the hockey operations department. Yeah, but it's also like you don't. Like you don't. The PR person can also come down and chop your head off. Exactly. Like you don't tweet something like that out. Like it's every. Yeah. Also, this gets okayed by the PR department. Exactly. Um, And everything that gets tweeted basically gets like everything press related gets okayed by the PR department. And for this to get okayed shows kind of where the team stands on it. But it's so JT Miller goes. We try and talk about the number one priority being the players' health and their family safety. It's almost impossible to achieve that with what they have asked us to do here on our return. It's an extreme scenario and dangerous to a lot of our players. Those are very strong words, and they clearly sent them. They clearly not only sent a message but made a difference because an hour after that, the the entire Canucks team and the NHLPA. We're on a Zoom call, and then 12 hours later, or 24 hours later, sorry, today, they announced that this return to play will be delayed until further notice. And I would say it's probably like Monday. I mean, as they... Maybe Saturday. It's not... Well, it's not Saturday, because the the game against the Leafs on Saturday is already being postponed. Okay, so yeah, maybe Monday then. But it's still like, the fact that they're for... Like, these these are meaningless games for these teams, for this team specifically. They're not going to make the playoffs. You know what's interesting, though? What? Most of these games are against Ottawa too. Another team's not gonna <laughs> yeah, make the playoffs. Exactly. Like what is the point of endangering like someone Well, I get if you want to have them play the games against like Calgary and Montreal Toronto, or just yeah. whatever, but like the games against Ottawa, like, like no. just strike those from the record. Um, okay. what I found interesting and this I so you know how I am with research and Yes. Yeah, you I, went you went ham on this research for this subject. It's so bruh. This is the level of research I did. I spoke to somebody at the PA. Yep. I spoke to somebody with intimate knowledge of the Canucks situation. I spoke to somebody at the NHL, and I spoke to somebody who's a rights holder. Okay. So literally all sides. You you covered every angle of this you possibly could, yeah. I'd say. And I have my own because I study sports science. Yeah. You covered all your bases. Yeah. Um, is it inherently safe for the players to be playing 19 and 31? No. From no. a medical perspective, no. I will now point out that Buffalo and New Jersey and Dallas have all come back from like they were they went on and played so to say this is unprecedented no it is not that doesn't make it right yeah now absolutely the pa's sole job is to represent the best interest of the players to the league Mm -hmm. in order for this return to play to have been scheduled 
the Canucks players would have had to agree to it, which yes. they clearly did. Which they did, and now, Ellie Freeman points that out in 31 Thoughts. I would say, whether the players agree to it or not, from a PA perspective, there needs to be some, yes, they want to play, that's fine. We also know that there's this culture of falling in line, number one. Yes. And two, our job is to look out for the best interests of the players. Mm-hmm. This is categorically as far away from not that. in the best yeah. interest of the players. So I think the PA has some fault here. Absolutely. Now we can have the discussion about rights holders. And I saw the suggestion that there could be extra preseason games, preseason games and regular season games in the contract yeah. are not the same. No. So no, they cannot be made whole. So then you have that issue. And that is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Like That's the not something you can just wave away. It's a big yeah. issue. Yeah. Not as big of an issue as the player's health. Now, have we this learned? is what I'm going to say. Okay, yeah, sorry. The NHL has sent, to my knowledge, three memos this season regarding players and coaches not following the COVID protocols laid out. Yeah. Specific examples. DJ Smith yeah. doesn't oh know God. how to wear a fucking mask. He, like, you <laughs> might as well just not wear it. Yeah. Um. Nobody, like... I don't know of an NHL coach other than Ralph Kruger when he was with the Sabres that actually wore it correctly. It's a joke. Like, every single time they pan to him, they're literally yelling. We watched Paul Maurice tonight. Yeah. Literally screaming his head off with his mask basically on his forehead. He, he, <laughs> he also stopped himself once and, yeah, then got, and then got so angry that he just completely forgot about right. it next. So yeah. what I would say is this. The NHL has sent three memos. I have been told by players that I speak to yeah. that... Almost nobody follows the mask protocols. I have also been told that there are... um, If you are a player that says the the league is putting us in a position that is unsafe because of the COVID break, and you are an anti-masker, shut the fuck up. Because you do not have a leg to stand on. If you're an anti-masker or a guy that has to be told to wear a mask and responds with, fuck off, I'm not wearing a mask, when your coach or other players tell you to wear a mask, you do not get to come out and say, oh, the NHL is putting us in a bad position. You don't get to do it because you are not following the protocol. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to name names, but if you're an anti-masker, you don't get to come out and call out the NHL. That's not how this works. Now, it is a good thing that... JT Miller came out and said these things because now at least they'll get a little more time to prepare before they put their, you know, their Absolutely. bodies back into a war of attrition after getting the freaking oh, play. hundred percent. But yeah, you, you have a point there. Now the thing with like the, you're right. The, the, you know, like just shooing these games away, it is not a small issue with rights holders. Um, this is a very, we already know that, you know, Sportsnet is not in a great financial position from the return, like the ROI on this contract, this broadcasting yeah. contract that they've had. It's basically the reason I'm not working there right now. And it's, you know, like we're, we're, we're in a weird position here. At the same time, if there is anything that this pandemic should have taught us, clearly hasn't, but if it should have taught us, it's that you cannot put a price on a human life. And yep. what we're seeing here is that the NHL has not learned that. And they're going, nope. Like, and there what? were players on the Canucks, like, that Just had devastated it, by know, like this. on IV for multiple days straight. Like we're not talking, oh, they had to sit in their apartment asymptomatic or, oh, they were just tired. Like, no, no, no. We're talking like vomiting on IV for multiple days, like 
bad shit. Basically yeah. everything short of a fucking ventilator. Like this is, I don't know right? how and many it's, times it's we got to say this. Like, it's serious. It is dangerous. Okay. From a sports science perspective, there's actually somebody in my lab at York studying this. Yeah. Um, so I asked them, I say they're almost done their PhD. So they have the bulk of their research pretty, done. Pretty good. And they said uh, they're doing it for soccer, basketball, and hockey. Okay. So like cross sport. Um, and playing, um, so there's like 30 days in a month and basically playing, uh, at, certain percentage of those days mm-hmm. once you reach a certain threshold and i believe it's i want to say 54 percent yeah so if you play 16 games or 15 games essentially yeah 50 16 games in 30 days like your body even as a perfectly healthy individual goes into like high risk not medium risk medium risk is like 12 14 games yeah right once you get past 16 games, you are at very high risk for severe injury. 19 games in 30 days off of a respiratory illness is, is, is insane. Is asking for lifelong detrimental effects. Lifelong effects. What? Like, I don't care how much money. So here's the other thing. So uh, in a Vancouver Canucks situation, their two young stars are on ELCs that expire this yeah. year. This right? is a very good point. You brought me. You brought up this point before the podcast, and it's a very, very good point. Okay, so Pedersen and, and Hughes are on expiring deals. Yeah. Which means, yes, they're RFAs, but at the conclusion of this season, they do not have the obligation to play without a contract. Mm-hmm. And their tax bracket is about to expand pretty it's, generously, you'd say. Yeah. Um, they're about to pay probably four extra million dollars in tax per year. Um, Goddamn. I did the math kind of roughly. If they sit out the rest of the year, they miss out on roughly, like, conservatively, $250,000. Yeah. Okay. Considering they're both going to make almost eight digits, that's not really that much money. I think one of them for sure is going to make eight digits. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, what I like, if I were them, I would say... Like, we're not in a playoff hunt at this point. Um, This is a risk to my health, specifically because we all, like, we all, it's not a a secret that Quinn Hughes had it. Oh, yeah. Right? And so there's going to be effects. Whether he had it seriously or not is irrelevant. He had it. Yeah. And therefore, there are effects. You don't just shake this off. If I were both of them, it is in my personal best interests to opt out. That now means I don't get paid. So I'm now missing out on 250 thousand dollars Okay, but I'm I'm about to sign a contract for seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the next eight years of my life? Too. Exactly. So if I'm them, I have to look at it from a long term perspective, and that is what they're. I would say Pat Brisson represents both of them. You would hope it is not his job to say do not play, but it is his job to present the pros and the cons. And you would of hope playing. you would hope that he would strongly be swaying them to the most prudent decision. Like that is, I think, I don't know how much he would do that, but I would say it's his job to say, these are the pros of you opting out. These are the cons of you opting out. I, if I was him, I'd be like, look, I will pay you the, the difference. I'm, no, like I will pay you the percent of my earnings that I would have gotten from those games because he probably takes like what, like 5%, 3%, 3%, I think. 3% of the deal. It's like, cool. I will pay you whatever that is prorated for these games. If like, if it means that I won't get, you know, dicked out of however much money yeah, you're going like to make on your happens, next deal. Let's say this. What happens if 
Quinn Hughes comes back and he plays because he likely will. Yeah. Um, and because his body is going to be in such a uh, deficit, right? It's, it's, yeah. car- uh, he'll be in cardiac, respiratory, and just regular muscular deficit. So, like, the three. He'll be in anaerobic deficit. That is what it is. The three like most the, important things. You have your cardiac health. The only thing missing is neuro. Yeah, um, literally, that's the so, only thing. And let's say he suffers a major injury that now affects his earning potential for his career. I would say he's already suffered that in getting COVID. Right. So for me, like I was, I was sort of having this discussion with a player, and I said, if if you were in these shoes, what would you do? And this player said to me, I would seriously consider opting out for the rest of the season because they know what I am. They know. Yeah. They know what Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson are. What are you going to gain scouting wise from that? Like, are you? If you're basing your decision on their contract on the next 19 games, you don't deserve a job. If you're also like, if you're on the fence again, macaroni. If you're on the fence about signing Pettersson or Hughes long term at this point, again, macaroni. macaroni. Right, so if I were in them, the I, I, because of the hockey culture, I could see Elias Pettersson doing it because he seems to be that, like, I'm, I'm, I will stand on my own two feet, I will make my own decision. Like, I think if anyone were to, were to say that's it, I think it would be him yeah. instead of Hughes because Hughes comes from Jim Hughes, which is the, the, the hockeyest man of the hockeyest man. He's right up there with Ray and Poyle. <laughs> um, but I would seriously... Just, never mind being a professional athlete. Yep. I would seriously consider just for my long-term health post-hockey. Yeah. Pa- grab a seat for a couple months. Let your body recover. Being able to like just go like literally play tennis with your grandkids like when you're 60 or 70. Uh, how about just like be a regular dad? Yeah. Or like, you know, being able to like carry like my my dad couldn't carry me because his back was effed up. And I know Steve is, is has a similar story. Like, and I was a bit of a bummer because and like. You know, he my wasn't mom said she. You know what I found out? My mom said she almost died giving birth to me. Damn. But it's like you're talking about like your dad's back, Steve's back. Like you're missing out on opportunities with your kids. Yeah. Because of decisions you made when you were younger. Because of 19 games in a fruitless season, like mo- nine of it them. Would, like, yeah, it would be completely different if they were in second place. It'd be completely different if they were if they had any shot of the playoffs. Like, it doesn't matter second place. Like it'd be any Fifth. different if they were in Calgary's position yeah. where you can still like there's still a path there even how, how unlikely it is. Like whatever, you only get a certain amount of chances at a cup. You could think this might be the one you're throwing away. Like whatever, but they're like, not are, winning the cup this year. You guys. are so far out of it at this point, and like in it, like I, I don't care how much I don't care about this. Like. If I'm if I'm on an IV for like four days, and you know, but like, I'm on an IV for one day, but like four days, and I'm like what Ristolainen said, where my lungs feel like they're cracking. Like, okay, I got mono in grade eleven that took Ew. me to school for four months. I said wow. I said this before. There was a rumor going around my school that I died because I essentially just dropped off the face of the earth when I went dark on social. All that I was a little depressed, boy. And but like. I remember after that, like I was so, first of all, it took me forever to gain my like actual strength back, but I was so careful in any time, any time I got a tickle in my throat or anything like that, I thought, fuck mono again. And I'm about to, you know, get absolutely nuked for like the next four months. And it's going to be the worst time. Like my room didn't have blinds in it at the time, just like now it's funny enough, but like my 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 room at my parents' house didn't have blinds in at the time, and I remember I would take my sheet with two thumbtacks, and and 
tack up a sheet over the window so I didn't have to see the sun. I was so like down in there. And so you need a room like I have at, exactly. at my mom's place. I have the Just concussion room. Dark out. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But like I but like for the next literally for the next two, three years, I was anytime I got a little like pain in the back it of my throat. It scars you. It it mentally scarred me, it physically scarred me, like all that. And I remember thinking like I will do everything possible to never go through this again. And basically don't make out with people. Yeah, I, I don't even think I got it from making out with <laughs> someone. I'm pretty sure I got it, like, in the most Mike way possible. I'm pretty sure I got the kissing disease from, like, sharing a cup with one of my bros or something. Like, it was ridiculous. You know who else? I, what? Did you get mono at the time you were playing with my ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Because he also got it. Great. So your ex-boyfriend gave me mono. Probably. Or you gave it to him. I probably, you know what? I probably gave what it to him. One of the two. Because, yeah, he had there mono. There was, so... <laughs> Again, another funny story. He had story. mono while we were dating, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Again, another funny story. I reconnected with someone who I used to, like, talk to. This was, like, early summer, last summer. And it was funny because this was the last person I had kissed before I got mono. And so she was, so she was telling me, and this was in grade 11, but, like, we reconnected last summer or whatever. And she was telling me, like, <laughs> she was telling me, like, Everyone made fun of me because they kept saying that I gave it to you. <gasps> no. And I'm like, I had no idea this was going on. And so, like, literally she got me, like, it was on her, like, first date. And she, like, recorded me saying a video message to her friends being like, I'm not going to say her name, but, like, blank. I'm just call it, let's call her Stacy. Her name's not Stacy. Let's call her Stacy. Just, like, I'm yeah. like, Stacy did not give me mono, like, on, like, video, like, a ransom video. It's hilarious. I probably got it from Rachel's I, ex-boyfriend. I probably got it from Rachel's ex-boyfriend because we were just making out in the dressing room the whole time. It no, because y'all do disgusting things at parties. The Snapchats I used to get, gross. Yeah, but I never did. Uh, I was, yeah. Yeah, anyway, you were a good soul. I was a good soul. I was a good boy. But, yeah, I would say, like, you potential, earning potential and just, like, you have what a lot of people everyone's up in arms and rightfully so yeah but let's remember that these players have the option to opt out and yes there are pressures because of hockey culture but they do have that option and i think they should absolutely and i think they should exercise it quite frankly if you have the option to do that after all you've been through also stop blaming adam goddad for giving the entire team covid legitimately fuck off okay so like what was going on with that because they literally like the rumor essentially is going around that he was like patient zero and you don't have to say anything that you're like not contractually obligated to say or whatever but like and now like there are rumors that he was traded because of that but now there's pushback on that like he requested a trade he did okay because of that situation he requested a trade i believe like a week and a half ago he wanted out anyways like that was not a secret so this was sort of like a, a he requested a trade in the off season so yeah, so that was essentially. And they like didn't trade when his value was at an all-time high because macaroni. Because classic Bim Jenning right there. So that was essentially like the straw that broke the camel's back. He's just like, I already want out fucking here. Out. Yeah, like, I I getting. I have it on strong. Like I, he probably would have opted out. Do you like? Were you? Can you say if any players like were legitimately mad at him? Like, was this like a Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell situation? No, you don't know. Okay, no. But still, like, I, stop. I do know how Adam Gaudet got it, but I'm not about to dox anybody. Yeah. Can you, it's not irresponsible. What he, what Adam Gaudet was, did was, it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. He followed every rule. Mm-hmm. It was not Adam Gaudet's fault that he got a highly contagious airborne disease. Great. He did not go out and go gallivanting on the town and whatever. Like how people usually get it. He did not do that. So please do not start that or continue this nonsense yeah 
it's not right. He doesn't deserve that. Like, that's first of all, like, remember, let's remember these are people. Yeah, these are people. These are humans with lives and families and dreams and every, emotions. Yeah, and both him and his wife got it. Like, yeah. And, and apparently he had it bad. He had it worse than his wife. Like yeah. his wife was tweeting about it being like, I'm up and about and Adam's, Adam's stuck in, in bed. Bedridden. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just like, just show any bit of empathy. Regardless of, here's what I'll say. Regardless of Adam Gaudet being the first person to get it, you knew he had it as the Canucks organization and you chose to hold your morning skate. That is on the organization. That is not on Adam Gaudet. It yeah. is not Adam Gaudet's choice to run a morning skate. Yeah. How much value do you get from because Morning Skate, too? I don't Just know if you saw skate. this, but William Nylander, yep. uh, it's been a false positive, but from what I know, the Leafs basically said, false positive or not, you're away from the team for at least a week because we are not taking the chance. Yeah. The Canucks chose to not do that. And it's detriment. Like it's, it's hurt them more than it would... It's hurt the Leafs more than it would, than it would hurt the Canucks. Yeah, to they're get, without Austin Matthews and William Nylander. But like specifically the last... The even with... Even with Austin Matthews in the lineup and no William Nylander like that is significantly hurt their play they cannot enter the zone right this guy and but the Leafs said this is not worth it yeah pop a squad in your on your couch in your condo we'll see you in a week exactly it's not like it's it's they no, the Leafs knew it was a false positive a while how do you think Nick Robertson came off the COVID list two less days than 20, after yeah less than 24 hours later because they knew they just put him on there as a precaution mm. because he had been around the Marlies. Yes, who then had three positives. Right. So, like, this is... The Leafs are the anti-Canucks in so many ways. <laughs> in more ways than one, that's for sure. Yeah. But they seem to be taking this seriously. Like, they, like they're... And, and the thing is, like, they're taking, they're taking this seriously in a way that may hurt them on the ice. But they're showing that, like, there are things more important than a game right now. Because, God forbid, William Nylander, in any situation... Actually, like the false positive was a false, false positive or something, anything like that. You know what? Actually, I was speaking, I was speaking to the same player and you know what he said? Because he had COVID. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, he goes, because I asked him, I said, do you think the playoffs should go into a bubble? Mm-hmm. Right? Like the whole thing. Because what we don't want is a team getting wiped out by COVID. What if Colorado gets wiped out by COVID? We don't want that. Right? Uh, yeah. And he goes, listen, I don't love the bubble. But I would take the bubble 10 times before I ever ha- had to deal with COVID again. That should say so everything. So, yes, you can. And, and being in a bubble, it is mentally straining. I am not denying that. Absolutely. But categorically, having COVID is worse. I think they should do a bubble for, like, the conference finals. You know, like, when you, when you have to have cross-border travel. Oh, it will be a bubble for that. You it, have to think will. so. Because yeah, yeah. a North team is going to have to go down there. They're not exactly. going to be allowed to. Yeah. Like the Leafs are going to play in Buffalo or something and get infected. They should just do a bubble, like honestly. Yeah. That way know. you don't, because what happens if a team goes on the conference final with COVID? There's going to be an asterisk on the cup. 100%. 100% there'll be yeah. an asterisk on the cup. Or even like literally you get a false positive situation like William Nylander, you know, the day of game seven, Austin Matthews is a false positive. So now you're playing game seven unexpectedly without your best player. You know, yeah. like it's like there's there's going to be you might as well just do bubble grit through it for, you know, a month. It won't Imagine be, that happened. The Leafs fans would burn down the NHL head office. Exactly. Like they it would literally burn it down. It's, it's in this city. Like one of them. One is, of them yeah. is in this city. So but it's like it's not as except they'd also be burning down the Air Canada Center. Then. Exactly. But it's not as like. <laughs> no, there absolutely should be a bubble because yeah. like, I, like you can manage two rounds in a bubble. Yeah. If you're competing for the cup. 
you can manage to. I think at like the the thing the thing about the bubble was they seemed to be having fun at the start, and then once the games wore on, they realized, oh, this sucks. We're in jail. Yeah, because there were five rounds. So why not? Yeah, because there were five rounds and like five overtime, like a five overtime game and all that kind of stuff. It was crazy, and this was also new. But now I think you go into a bubble for a month, three weeks, however long it takes for these two uh, series to go on. I think that's a lot more manageable mentally. Again, pros cons. Yeah, COVID. but also, like, Bubble. even even from that standpoint, like, it's a lot more man. The biggest hurdle was the mental factor, and I think it's a lot more manageable than like mentally than that. Anyway, Rachel, do you have a colo shift for this week? Do you have anything you want to rant about? Um, I don't. Oh, Taylor Hall just scored his first goal. Have a Kovalev shift, but somebody from the Bruins just texted me, folks. Taylor Taylor Hall, Hall has just scored. Boy, oh boy. I'm actually not even kidding. Mike saw me look at my phone and, I and smirk. Yeah. That was somebody from the Bruins. Uh, two people from the Bruins now texting me. Hall scores. Extremely good shit. Extremely good shit. We love stuff we love to see. Fuck yes, Taylor. Shit we love I'm to see. I'm actually so happy for him. Fantastic. He, he you could tell he was adjusting last game. He deserved an assist on that Craig Smith goal. I believe Craig Smith scored again tonight, actually. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Smith's on fire. It's um, almost like Taylor playing... Hall is playing with David Posternock. That is there you go. extremely dangerous if you are another team. He was playing with, I believe, Riley Sheehan and someone. I saw, B- and even what's funny is Bruins fans are loving Curtis Lazar, too. Like, he's a very good fourth line player, and Bruins fans are loving. Uh, Pete Blackburn tweeted Do you know who scored for the Islanders? Uh, well, I know Vrana scored for Detroit tonight as Travis well. Travis Zajac. <laughs> it's just, it's hilarious. We love it. We love to see it. I All actually right. love it so much. Do you have a, do you have a Kovalev shift? Is this what you're... Um, I, I don't. Yeah? I don't, because yep. I feel like that situation was the yeah. Kovalev shift, because did we you, had a lot of fun before that. Did you speak your, your, did you speak your full piece on Sugar Babies, on Roomba Lawnmowers, anything else you want to cover before we bid the, the listeners a farewell? Um, no. All right. I think I'm good. Well, on that note, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at StaffGraph. You can follow me on Twitter, MeckyStevens81. You can follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on any podcatcher under the sun, Podbean, Google Play, Our Hurt Radio, any, any of that stuff. Um, buy our merch on Redbubble, redbubble.com slash shop. Leave us a review on any of your fine, on your fine podcasting uh, applications. Um, and like I always say, if you're going to make it if you're if you're gonna do a positive one, we love that. We love to to read praise. It's great. It's the only thing that keeps me going throughout the day. And if it's gonna be negative, at least make it entertaining, so we can uh, read it on the show. And also, Tony D'Angelo, uh, you better start coming up with some some new some new jabs to hit us with because your old your ones are they're getting a little old. Um, and before we head out, Rachel, anything you want to leave the listeners with? The typical. Yeah. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. Couldn't have said it better myself. Stay healthy. We will see you on Tuesday.